forceful measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed. People have been asked to stay home. Your money, your money is on the line. Is on the line. Money talk. Money talk. Is on the air. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Casey Smith and Justin Wagner. So we've got a, a, a situation we wanted to talk about. Adam's been on a, a career fast track in the last few years. He had three promotions at his first job, then took a similar position for a competitor company for more money. That's that's Good pretty common, him. right? Yep. Yeah. Why not cheer him on? Um, he left the second company after two years to uh, return to his first company as an executive, but after a year, the company reorganized, and now he is on to a third company, fourth job. Uh, while Adam's salary has grown, he's uh, continuously saved to his 401k. Smart idea. Good man. Justin likes uh, to hear that. I do. Yeah. Uh, he has three now he has to keep track of. Uh, but he That's wants crazy. to know his best course of action to consolidate and make his retirement saving easier. So, um, you know, what I'm assuming is he's got 401ks, probably got money with the first company mm-hmm. and his second stint at the first company, as right. well as the second company. And now he's got a third. The third's obviously going to be active and mm-hmm. he, he continues to save to that 401k, I Correct. would imagine. But what does he do with the other two? You know, this is not uncommon. People often move around jobs right. quite a bit. And a lot of people don't realize you have money in a 401k. You have options with that money. Right. Okay. Well, sometimes. Right? Well, yes. But most of the time you, you have several options. Sure. Okay. Um, I always tell participants you have four options, one of which I would never recommend. So option one, you can always leave the money in that plan. Okay. Right. Now, there are circumstances. If you have less than $1,000 in the plan, the plan can force the money out and send you a check. Right. Okay. If there's a th- between 1000 and $500, they can send it to an IRA. All right. Okay. If you have more than 5000 the company cannot force you out. And, and these are conversations that the company trustees often have because they like to clean up their roles exactly, if they Exactly, because, can. I mean, there are fees involved for having terminated participants in the plan. Look, even if you're no longer employed there, you're still legally a participant in the plan. But if you have over $5,000 in the plan, the company cannot force you out of the plan. By law. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So... so um, Obviously, he could leave the money there. That's he could. Option yep, that's one. option one. And, you know, maybe that fits for, for uh, you know, an individual like Adam where, you know, his money is, is kind of in a 401k plan. You still have similar options that you've mm-hmm. always had, I would right. assume. Um, but they're always going to be mutual funds. Some have some ETFs, ETFs, yeah. but mostly mutual funds. It's so, important to pay attention to fees. You know, fees in different and in, in all plans are different based on plan size, based on participants, based on the funds in them. So, you know, I will often sit down with a participant and say, hey, let's look at where the money is now. And let's look at your current plan. Uh, we'll lay out what all the funds are, what what the fees are, and then you can make the decision about what's the best move for you. I just want to give you the information. Sure. So the option two would be to, to roll it into his current, his plan. current plan. If your company offers a 401k, which in his case it does. Yeah. So option two is roll it into current 401k. Option three, you can always roll it to an IRA. Yeah. Okay. And again, these are... These are tax-free moves. If you're going from a 401k to another 401k or an IRA that are pre-tax to pre-tax, you don't pay any taxes. You still got to be careful, though, right? Yes. 
you always have to be careful because there are circum- certain circumstances. If you get a check and if you hold it for more than 60 days and you don't deposit it, it becomes taxable. And not only taxable, there could be penalties penalty. if you're under 59 and a half. Now, usually That's you can exactly you right. can request a direct rollover. You can. They can send a check to your address. Some companies makes... won't even allow a direct rollover, though. Really? They will have to send you the check. Okay. And then well, you have to send it into the plan. And we've seen instances where a company will send the, the check made payable to an IRA custodian like Charles correct. Schwab or what have you, and they'll send it to the to the participant's yep. address. Is that a direct rollover or is that an indirect? If it's made payable to the custodian of the IRA. It, it's still a direct rollover, but it's going to the participant first. Right. And they then, again, they have to deposit that within, within 60 days. Right, okay. the timeline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you don't, tell them that it's going to a custodian don't they have to withhold tax on you 20 percent by law mm-hmm. so if you just tell them hey send me the money they're going to keep your tax correct you're going to get hit with state tax mm-hmm. you're going to probably you can, hit, you can hit with a penalty if you're under age 59 mm-hmm. and a half because we use 59 and a half as tech, early retirement right? right so if you're under 59 and a half you could be paying 30 plus percent in taxes and fees right off the top which is why option four is cashing out, which I never recommend. Yeah. yeah. Well, who would uh, who would tell you to take all your Correct. life savings for retirement? Which is for Go retirement. ahead and take it. Now, there's yeah. benefits to keeping it potentially inside of the 401k wrapper versus rolling it to an IRA and vice versa. You know, there's pros and cons to each selection. And, and, and again, as I always say and have said in the past, plan design. Yeah. Right? Some plans will allow for certain things that others won't. It's all based on plan design. So yeah. I, I never want to give a blanket statement yeah. for anything because you really can't. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you talk about an IRA, though, the world's your oyster, is it not? I mean, and today with no fees for trading. Right. You can pretty much invest in anything in an IRA. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you, you a lot more flexibility in right. the IRA, um, for sure. And yeah, exchange-traded I mean, funds, individual stocks. The problem with that, though, gets a little bit chippy, right? Because if you aren't well-versed in investments... Exactly. Then and as we've seen over the last year, a lot of people have become amateur day traders. Yeah. You know, which, and by the way, I'm hopefully I'm, not in there. We're IRA. so glad to see people getting involved with investing. But when you open up your own accounts, you start doing things on your own, you realize you can make some mistakes. Yeah. No question. Yeah. So, uh, as somebody who invested in GameStop recently. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, talk some more about 401ks. <laughs> How about that? You can do that, right? That's, I can handle that. All right. Uh, when we last spoke, um, one of the things that we we think that's worthy of note is um, if you roll your 401k out of your employer's plan and don't roll it into your current, the, the ex-employer, and don't roll it into your current employer, instead you roll it into an IRA, it does bring up a situation. I mean, you can, can you roll it in kind, Justin? You Meaning can. that, so the funds that you hold when you have the 401k, can remain intact and go into your IRA, or no. does it have to come in? Every a time a money r- leaves a 401k or any other retirement plan, it comes out as cash. Okay. So, so you will be starting over, period. Right. And that's important to, to keep in mind, too. And the way we kind of approach that, you know, if we're rolling it to an IRA, say, uh, obviously, we look at the financial planning. Where does the where is the are there any liquidity needs? And the 10-year rule applies, and we can get into that a little bit. But we want to try to keep the allocation 
basically as it was before, you know, if it, if it was proper before, if it was proper, right. exactly. Yeah. So we would look, make sure if, if it was proper, but whatever portion was in stocks, we want to put back in stocks, whatever portion was in fixed income or bonds, we want to keep it that way, assuming that that is the proper allocation. Well, you know, it, it brings up another question with the market at an all time high. Yeah. You know, when you move money from a 401k to an IRA, you're sitting in cash. Yeah. Right. So yep. here we are sitting on a ton of cash and the market's at an all time high. That puts a lot of pressure on us as advisors to yeah. make a decision on what are we going to wait? Are we going to do we throw it all in at once? Do we wait? And that's when dollar cost averaging can make a lot of sense. As well, well. Sure. I, my argument would be if you were in equities and bonds Beforehand. already, uh, I don't know why it would hurt you at all to go ahead and, and get your allocation, allocation right back and, mm-hmm. and not dollar cost average, especially if you're following your long term plan, which would call for you to be mostly in the market. You know, most of the time, unless you are nearing retirement. And I think uh, thinking of it that way probably makes more sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, what you could do is look at the funds that you own before you roll it out and figure out the percentages of the total uh, equities, bonds, cash. Well, I mean, you could even go right back into the same funds funds if you you wanted to use the mutual funds. You could also use a similar strategy with exchange-traded funds, which are going to have lower fees mm-hmm. and probably no cost to purchase, right. whereas mutual funds these days still have costs associated with the transaction often. Uh, so I'm really glad that you bring that up because a lot of folks will say, okay, I'm going to roll money out of the plan. I want to be in these same, fu- same funds, but I'm going to have my advisor manage these funds. You don't want to pay two people fees because you have right. management fees within the mutual fund and you're going to pay an advisor however much to manage those funds. Right. That's why we recommend if you're going to have a professional like KC manage the funds, we want to own ETFs or we want to own individual equities. Right. Yeah. There, there are no fees to own a stock. Exactly. And these days with no transaction fees on top of that, uh, you know, it's the most efficient time ever. Yeah, you stocks. do take some active risk, meaning that you're not uh, you've got a stock picker working for you instead Correct. of just going passive and just owning the S&P 500, for instance. But you can still get, uh, you know, really close um, to the same performance. And in the future, if it were a taxable account, I mean, there's a whole other level exactly. of arguments there yep. where you can manage the taxation of those uh, returns. So much more efficient. You know, with an IRA, if you roll over from your 401k into an IRA, I think you still have to be very mindful of oh, what am I going to buy. Mm, That's yeah. probably the hardest decision, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you gotta you gotta take those timing considerations because it's very tempting to do what we're talking about and say, all right, I've now got all this cash. I'm starting over. The market's at an all-time high. Maybe I should kind of spread it out, dollar cost average. And, you know, you may or may not be better off by doing that. Our thought process is, you know, that's 10-year money. You're not going to touch that money. If you're going into equities, it's not going to be money that you're going to need for the next 10 years. So if the market's going to be higher in 10 years than it is today, then you're better off to just put it in and and ride the wave. Yep. Right. Uh, Casey, you brought up something good before the break. Um, GameStop. So, oh, yeah. I so teased that, didn't I? Y- you did, and and I know you were probably, jo- I hope you were joking about was, maybe it teasing, being you. literally. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for just so, teasing. But I, I'm glad to hear that you didn't dive in on some GameStop. It, it brings up a good point, though, because, you know, to, if you are going to 
take the money out of your retirement plan. I mean, this is supposed to be your nest egg for right. retirement. This is investing. It's not gambling. It's not gambling, right. which right. is what, you know, the GameStop scenario was about. And, and right. I'm sure there's people that made a lot of money doing that, but there's also the, the other the stories side. that you don't hear is the people that got in at $400 a share. That's what's so funny. You always to, hear about people's, people's yeah. winners, but yeah. you never Well, hear you never go to a cocktail party and brag right. on what a fool you are. Yeah. Right. I mean, who wants to do that? I mean, unless I mean, you're me. I like self-deprecating. <laughs> That's just me. So. Well, I mean, it's one thing. I, if if I were going to do it, I think I would talk about how I mashed my thumb with a hammer or something. Not so much how I screwed up my portfolio. Or how you yeah, pulled your hamstring in your sleep somehow. <laughs> that never happens, does it? I don't know. Can yeah. you see? Uh, now, that is a story that really did happen. It wasn't a hamstring. I think well, I twisted my ankle. Oh, excuse me. Back to investing again. Uh, I think... Uh, what what the the point that should be made is you can't be uh, you can't fall to the behavioral biases that all of us as human beings have mm-hmm. even as an institutional investor it's really easy to look and say man this thing has just performed like crazy lately you have to stop and consider the fundamentals and the price relative to those fundamentals and and while you know you could still buy uh, all 500 of the S&P 500 cheaper than you could the ETF. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot more to manage. So, right. you know, most most investors don't do that. But I mean, that might be an argument for some people actually keeping the funds inside of the 401k, not rolling it to the IRA, because it's, it's at least the perception is that it's a lot harder to, you know, change your investments around. Plus, you're, you, you're getting some automatic diversification if you're buying funds as opposed to individual stocks. Yeah, you're buying a portfolio, you're not just portfolio. And you're also limited to only 30 different positions. You know, when right. you have the world at your fingertips, that's great, but it can cause paralysis by analysis, right? Yeah. That's true. So that's true. Having, unless you have a professional advisor or you have you exactly. know, a good amount of experience and know what you're doing from an investment standpoint, mm-hmm. probably might be a better idea to just keep it in the plan. But yeah. if you have a professional right. advisor, I mean, part of our job, what I feel like is the biggest value add is we protect people from their own behavioral biases. You're allowed to be emotional about your own money, but right. we're not allowed to be emotional yeah, about it, right. and that's kind of what sets us. Right, and and I would say, you know, there's a lot of folks that will argue for passive investment these days, like buy the S&P 500 and you're good. Right. Well, what if you want some exposure to international emerging markets, uh, you know, various uh, value versus growth? I mean, we talk about this all the time. These, you know, what if you can't handle the swings that come with owning an entire index? Let right. me ask you something you can buy the s&p 500 passive right you get the perfect portfolio and all that can you get somebody that will allocate to the different portions is there a passive way to do that i got an answer for you absolutely not who are you going to use for that there is no uh allocation that's going to get you just the absolute passive allocation where you're well diversified among other assets All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. 
As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.